Welcome back to Not Your Normal Horror. I'm Kim. And I'm dead. And he is Jay. And he's dying. Not really, Not but really. he feels like death. But I managed to talk him into doing this quick podcast with me. For you guys. So I'm I'm basically here for moral support. Yeah, he's probably not going to pipe in too much. In fact, he might fall asleep. So if you hear like a smacking noise, that's me trying to wake him back up. I can't fall asleep. I have to eat food. Okay. He says he's not going to fall asleep, but... I'll probably fall asleep. He forgets how long I've known him now. He's likely to fall asleep. So we should just jump right into it. We should have jumped in five minutes ago. Well, we only started 40 seconds ago. We're already behind the eight ball then. So the quick little backstory to this is, as you know, but the listeners do not... We got another email today. Oh, well, show. yeah, today from another listener who digs the podcast. Yay, thank you. And actually gave me um, some suggestions about what they would like to see us cover. So I picked one of those for tonight's episode. Did you let them know we were covering that? No, I, t- I did tell them that since I didn't already have a topic planned for tonight's podcast, it was likely I was going to choose one, and I did. Go, girl. And here we are. We is here. So this one is about the Great Amherst Mystery. Sounds mysterious. This is about Esther Cox. Stop it. And I'm not going to say her last name anymore. Okay. Because of your facial expressions right there. (laughs) Esther was born March 28, 1860 in Nova Scotia to parents Archibald and Esther. Like Esther Sr. Oh, okay. Neat, huh? I like that. I do like that. She is supposed to be the youngest of six children, of at least six children, which I couldn't find what they meant by at least. Which means they have at least six. They could have ten. They're not I, sure. I understand that it means they have at least six. Yeah. But so like. We have six. We might have ten. Shouldn't somebody we know? could have 12 or 13. We're not sure. Yikes. On August 28th, 1878. 19-year-old Esther was driving, was out driving with Bob McNeil. Some accounts say that he was her boyfriend. Some say he was just a friend. And some say he was just some yokel. Yokel. yokel a right. local young man. A yokel young man. A local yokel. A local yokel. <clears throat> Sometime during the drive, Bob pulled over the buggy in a secluded place and pointed a gun at Esther. Because that's the vehicle. Yeah. Okay. He told Esther to get out of the buggy. She refused. She was not sure what he was planning to do to her if she got out. He got pissed, but luckily for Esther, they could hear another buggy coming their way. Bob put his gun away and drove Esther home. It's been said by locals that Bob was a cruel man, even going so far as to skin cats alive just to watch them run around in pain for his amusement. He's a jerk. He's a dick, and we hate Bob McNeil. Fucking right. Not long after this incident, he left Amherst. Good. At the time of the incident, Esther lived with her sister, Olive, and Olive's husband, Daniel Teed. They also they had two sons named Willie and George. That they know of. <laughs> also living in the house were Esther's other sister, Jenny, her brother, John, and Daniel's brother, who was also named John. So we got seven people living in this. In Half this, of them are named John, apparently. In this, uh, in this cottage. And I wanted to know how big it was. The cottage? Yes. So I looked it up. It's a two-story cottage. The first floor consists of four rooms, a parlor containing a large bay window, then the dining room, the kitchen, 
And then the fourth room is very small and is used as a sewing room. It adjoins the dining room and the parlor. Besides the four rooms on the first floor, there is a large pantry, which has a small window about four feet from the floor. The door of this pantry opens into the dining room. So that's the first floor. Okay. And then on the second floor, you've got an entry and four small bedrooms all opening into the entry. Each one of the rooms has one window and only one door. Okay. I just wanted to get a feel for how big this house was yeah. with all these people living in it. About a month after Esther's would-be attack by Bob McNeil, strange things started happening around the Teed, Teed Cottage in Amherst, Nova Scotia. Objects would disappear and reappear around the house. As in, like, say, this marker is right here. It yes. disappears. And when it shows back up, it's up there under the TV. Bro, I would be freaking the fuck out. I wouldn't be happy about that. No, don't touch my markers. Fires would randomly start out of nowhere. Voices could be heard with no explanation. And there would be unexplainable physical ailments. As time went on, the voices identified themselves as Maggie Fisher, her sister Mary, Peter Cox, Jane Nickel, <laughs> stop it, Eliza McNeil, and Bob Nickel. So those are the, the voices that have made gotcha. themselves known. During one of the attacks on Esther, her sister Jenny claimed Esther appeared with, quote, her short hair almost standing on end her face blood red and her eyes looking as if they could start from their sockets while her hands were grasping the back of a chair so tightly that her fingernails sank into the soft wood, end quote. Esther says of the attack that she was swollen, feeling like her body would burst and her skin became really hot. Esther was also suffering from seizures that shook her entire body. Like anytime these incidents happen. That's a local doctor named Dr. Uh, I'm going to say Karit. It's C-A-R-R-I-T-T-E. Karit. Karit. Sure. Was called, <laughs> was called to check on Esther and her symptoms. He diagnosed her with nervous excitement, giving her a sedative to help treat it. What, was that, what would that be called today? Nervous excitement. That'd be like... ADHD, ADHD maybe. going to say maybe ADHD. According to Walter Hubble... Quote, he informed me that on one occasion, he had given her one ounce of bromide of potassium, one pint of brandy, and heavy doses of morphia and laudanum on the same night without the slightest effect on her system. Good Lord. He stated on the same evening that all the medicine was neutralized by ghosts. End quote. Either that or she's a heavyweight and she can handle her. Yeah. Seriously. The doctor also witnessed bedclothes moving, moving on their own. And he heard sounds coming from under the bed. Obviously, nobody was there. Everyone <clears throat> at this time also witnessed perhaps the most terrifying incident to no that was known. There, above Esther's, above the head of Esther's bed, writing appeared on the wall that said, "Quote Esther Cox, you are mine to kill." End quote. Oh boy, that's not. Funny. I'd have to leave. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm nobody's to kill. No. Don't talk to me like that, ghost. In the following months, the happenings at the cottage became well-known to locals. Visitors would come, including clergymen, who would hear banging and knocking, while also seeing objects move on their own, mostly when Esther was under close observation. So, like, they were keeping an eye on her to make sure she wasn't doing mm -hmm. it, and she wasn't. Esther was diagnosed with diphtheria 
in December of 1879 and spent two weeks in bed before moving to temporarily stay with another sister in Sackville, New Brunswick. While she was sick, there was no paranormal activity. When she returned home, small fires started igniting around the house. There was once a fire started in the cellar and everyone in the house was in sight when it started, meaning none of them could have started it. Not long after that fire, a ghost appeared to Esther and told her if she did not leave the house that night, he would set it on fire and burn the whole family to death. That's so rude. Yeah, right? I don't like this ghost. He is not Casper friendly. No. Esther was able to leave that night and found shelter at the house of John White. Both the Teed House and White House experienced no ghostly activity at first, but then it came back at the White House, just like it had previously done in the Teat House. The ghosts began making contact with Esther while at the White House. Then the fire started again. <coughs> John White asked Esther to accompany him to work at the dining saloon so that he wouldn't lose everything if his house caught on fire. But the ghosts decided that they were up for a change of scenery and followed Esther there. God damn it. He took a knife out of... They took a knife that belonged to John's son out of his hand. So, like, John's son was holding the knife. The ghost took it out of his hand and stabbed Esther twice in the back. What? That's so rude. That's the rudest ghost ever. You need to have a talk with Casper, bro. No, it's not Casper, because Casper's friendly. No, I'm saying that ghost needs to have a talk with Casper. for sure. To learn learn the friendliest ways. We need to learn proper friendly ghost etiquette. Yep. After this, Esther moved around several times. Wherever she went, the ghost followed her. Anytime she moved and the incidents got out of control, like fires being started or any other violent people actions. People getting stabbed. She was asked to leave so no permanent damage was done to the people around her or the places she stayed. She was frequently slapped, pricked, and scratched by the ghosts. In late March, Esther spent time in St. John, New Brunswick, where some local scientists investigated her and found no natural explanations. Walter Hubble, an actor at the time who had an interest in the su- in the para- <clears throat> paranormal, wow, <laughs> the supernormal and the paranormal is what I was going to say. <laughs> in the paranormal, heard about the case and traveled to Amherst to run a room at the Teed Cottage. He published a book, The Haunted House: A True Ghost Story. He called the book, "quote." An account of the mysterious manifestations that have taken place in the presence of Esther Cox, the young girl who was possessed by devils and has become known throughout the entire dominion as the great Amherst mystery, end quote. He wrote, quote, the manifestations described in this story commenced one year ago. No person has yet been able to ascertain their cause, end quote. That was the intro. He used that as the intro to his book. He observed Esther and her family from June 1879 to August 1879. He believed as a stage actor, he would be able to make sense of any trickery or deception tactics. He found none. During his stay with the family, he could not explain the supernatural happenings he observed. He claimed to have communicated with several spirits in the house using rapping techniques, as in like knocking on walls, tables, doors. Mm -hmm. Like he'd ask a question and they would respond by knocking. His theory was that the astral body of Bob McNeil was tormenting Esther at the command of a demon, Bob Nickel. Bob Mc- Bob's. Bob McNeil was the one that attacked yep. her. Bob, Mc- Bob Nickel was one of the voices that revealed itself. Damn, Bob. Never trust Bob's. 
Walter's book turned out to be quite a success, and he was able to finagle a speaking tour with Esther as the star. However, the tour did not go well for Esther, as she was often faced with skepticism and hostility at most of the, of the speaking engagements. She finally couldn't take much more and returned to Amherst. When she got back to Amherst, she tried to put the past behind her and move on from her haunted life. She found work with a local farmer, and things went well until the farmer's barn burned down. Oh, Lord. Esther was accused of arson, and she was arrested and convicted of the crime. What? Yep. Like, bro, she never... That's... They're dumb. She was sentenced to four months in jail for arson, but she was released after only serving one month. Once released from jail, the incident stopped altogether. Esther was finally able to have a, quote, normal life. She married twice and had a son with each husband. She moved to Brockton, Massachusetts with her second husband, where she died on November 8th, 1912, at the age of 52. Walter Hubble had gone to Amherst hoping to prove Esther's story as a hoax. However, he came to believe that ghosts were in fact real. Quote, from what I saw and heard in the haunted house, I have been led to infer that the ghosts of the dead live in a world similar to ours and that it is to them just as material as our world is to us. End quote. Esther's story was dismissed by academics in the years that followed but people who were actual witnesses of the great Amherst mystery continued to claim it was all true. Dr. Walter F. Prince made a detailed case of trickery by Esther while she was in a dissociative state. Do you know what a dissociative state is? A dissociative state? Yeah, just like not like clued Dissoci in. Dissociation, I just wrote, I just put the definition of it on here i hate when you ask me questions because then it's like i feel stupid now when I'm well don't i put it down there because i wasn't exactly sure oh so. high five on that one <laughs> so it says dissociation as a concept that has been developed over time is any of a wide array of experiences ranging from a mild emotional detachment from the immediate surroundings to a more severe disconnection from physical and emotional experiences the major characteristic of all dissociative phenomena involves a detachment from reality rather than a loss of reality as, as in psychosis. Hmm. So he thinks that all this stuff's happening when she's in a dissociative state. He noted that Esther's would-be attacker was Bob McNeil and that the alleged poltergeist activity of Bob Nickel began only a week after McNeil's attack. Egon Larson, who was a German science, a German science journalist and writer, Summarized Prince's findings as follows. Quote, all the evidence collected by Dr. Prince seems to indicate that Esther was more than just unstable, that she was a psychopath suffering from symptoms of a split personality, that she herself, or rather part of her, played, quote, poltergeist. Furthermore, that most so-called eyewitness account were of little scientific value, and that there was only one beneficiary of the whole fraud, Walter Hubble. The most unreliable witness, naturally, is Hubble himself. For what use would his book have been if it had not told of amazing occurrences? There is no corroboration by others of the incidents he claims to have observed, only his sworn affidavit that he actually, quote, saw and heard the phenomena as stated. So is it fake or not? Don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say it was ghost, just because I like ghost stories. I don't know if it was real. I don't know if it was fake. Not really our. Did it just start raining? Thunder. Yeah, that's perfect night for this kind of spooky mm -hmm. tale. 
It's thundering and lightning here. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was a, a hoax or not. We'll never know. We will not ever know because they're all dead. Yep. So, um, that was that was it. That was a quick one. See, I, I, good thing I picked this one for tonight when you're not feeling well because it's a quick episode yeah. and now we can just be done and I can our, go to bed. We can go our separate ways for the night. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that was it, and. I guess we'll be back Wednesday with another. We will another topic. I think I'm gonna dip into a true crime one this time Ooh. because last week was was it more nine one one calls? calls last week, and this was a ghost story. So, gonna have to figure out uh, from my list which which uh, true crime story to tell about. And we'll be back on Wednesday. Yep. Don't forget to rate and review. Drop us a line and email. Yep. And join our um, Facebook group. Not Your Normal Horror Podcast. I believe I made it public. If not, I'll double check it when Anybody I'm done. can join. Well, I don't know if it's... I'm sure it's not hidden. I hope, hope it's not hidden. But um, I'll make sure it's public so that anybody can join if they want. And we also have the Instagram and the TikTok of the same name, Not Your Normal Horror. So find us there. Until next time, keep it spooky, bitches. Bye. Bye.